This is Dan Myler, host of the longest-running Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60-plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team-building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you on top of your Dynasty League year-round. It's a different topic each week on the DLF Dynasty Podcast, but the common theme is always the same, helping you build the ultimate Dynasty roster. Join me, Dan Myler, along with Ryan McDowell and Matt Price, each week, year-round, for the DLF Dynasty Podcast. the outhouse and i have a trading problem i am rocky petrella and i also have a trading problem i am kenny and i have a trading problem hey everybody and welcome to session 226 of the trade addicts podcast a member of the dlf family of podcasts also a proud member of the dynasty addicts podcast network the dab network if you will get in there kenny you could do it get in there and we just did (laughs) yeah all right, we are here on this glorious Monday, Tuesday, even better. <laughs> it's August. I I am losing words because it is so close. So close. To, we have to sit through, like, this one week of probably nothing because I have to assume they're going to treat this like week four, like, of our normal. I think that's, years. yeah, what they did last year, yeah. So, like, we get to, like watch you know peewee nfl play for a little bit and then we get real football we get stuff we get the point scoring season and then Are i you get really to count down weeks until I, then i get to count down weeks until the point scoring season uh, yeah, ends exactly <laughs> before i was so rudely interrupted <laughs> okay that made more sense yes but before we get started we're going to talk about kenny for a little bit because Kenny is my friend. I'm so glad that Kenny is here. It was one of those things where it's just like, he he DMs me, asks me trade stuff. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Here's stuff. We start talking a little bit. And he's like, I love your show. And I'm just like, do you, do you want to come on the show? Yes. And then he started saying really nice things, which I told him to knock that out. None of that while you're on this show. But Kenny, why don't you still, I don't care that you don't think you deserve to be here because you deserve to be here, <laughs> except for the fact that you were wearing so much Steeler stuff, I don't appreciate it. Give everyone your Twitter handle. It's at Dynasty Beach Boy. There you go. See, and that is a fantastic. 
Well, I do you're, like you're, you seem to be a very good looking man that you could pull off uh, a handle like that. Rocky and me. No, nah, not so much. <laughs> but we're going to get into our little interviewee thing. Uh, Kenny, how long have you been playing fantasy football for? Uh, I believe my first year was 1998. Oh, dang. Uh, wow. So, so he good. is and Kenny's considerably younger than we are, but has probably <laughs> yeah. been playing longer than both of us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, and I just remember That's drafting good. for my brother, and my first pick was like Fred Taylor because I was a huge Fred Taylor fan. Oh yeah! And I mean, I don't even remember what I was doing or who else was even good at that time, but I was just excited to have Fred Taylor on my team. If, if I did the math correctly, that means you were what, like ten? Yeah. <laughs> well, my brother's like maybe six years older than I am, and he couldn't make it to the draft because. Back then, everything was a live draft, so... Well, that's the best uh, way to do it anyway. Yes. Yeah, that's what I loved the most about it, was just the drafting and getting together. And then I remember a couple of years later, I did a team with my dad, and we got Ladanian Tomlinson in the fourth round, like, in his rookie season. And um, But my favorite part was just, like, doing all the research, reading all the magazines, and having the highlighters and creating those... My own cheat sheet, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Back then, it was the, the magazines. You had to buy the magazines in, <laughs> in the grocery store so you could do your fantasy football research. Yeah. You have all the websites back then. Oh, so weird. Uh, how long have <laughs> you been playing Dynasty for? Uh, well, I guess this is my first year doing True Dynasty. I've done a keeper league for a couple years. Um, but this is my first true year of doing Dynasty. How many keepers are we talking? Uh, just one. There's <laughs> a home league. Oh, sorry. As far as the keepers go, it was probably uh, 20. Oh, so you were oh. just keeping a lot of your team. So that's, yeah. look, like. That's almost like Dynasty. Yeah. That, okay, no, I'm going to be a little controversial for a second. Like FFPC leagues, you have to drop your rosters to like 16. You're keeping 20 players. That's a. I don't care. That's a dynasty league. I don't care if you knew it was. I don't care if you thought it was. You're keeping 20 players. Like there's there are most normal leagues, unlike mine. Like most that's like 25. I mean, of course. I guess that's the reason. I guess I've been doing dynasty for like 10 years. Yeah, like, and then I'm the idiot that makes a roster with 32 for some reason. Ugh. All right. Uh, what are some of the best and worst trades you've made in your first year of dynasty? Uh, well, last year I made a trade. I traded Nick Chubb and DeAndre Hopkins for Josh Allen, and uh, in a two QB league. Ooh, and I thought even better. I thought people were people thought I was crazy for doing it, but and I was kind of hesitant as well. But I really needed to QB because I only had one. No man, that's uh, beautiful. Because I mean, like. First of all, you get the QB one. Second of all, those are two super declining assets. Like, I wish, like, you know, there's always those, you know, what player would you give, like, an injury-free career for? Like, forget that. I want to go back in time and be like, what player would you give to another team? <laughs> you know, like, put Nick Chubb on a team, like, if the, if the Cowboys didn't draft Zeke or – like if the Giants just chose Nick Chubb over Saquon, like that's that's what I would have wished. They might because actually like, pass him the ball, right? 
<laughs> like Nick, like okay, but also, hey, let's go back to college and say, man, I wish Nick Chubb didn't destroy his knees, and like maybe that would have changed things a little bit. But like, he's so good, even still, and they just squandered his prime. Squandered, I tell you. All right. So, so what are some trades in your first year of Dynasty that you look back even now and you're just like, whoops? Um, I feel like this one's going to haunt me, but I traded a Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford for T. Higgins. That does not sound familiar at all. <laughs> at all. <sighs> all right. What? Okay. See, I love asking this on, on guys that are a little bit newer or people that are a little bit newer. What's a guiding principle you take with you when you're offering or evaluating a trade, especially now that you're in a league with me and you can't just ask me what I think? Uh, well, I do try to uh, make it fair value as much as I can for the most part. I mean, I probably rely too heavily on a trade calculator. Uh, like I use the DLF a lot just to make sure that I'm not crazy before I send it. And sometimes I don't care, and I just send it anyways. Uh, oh, heck yeah. Hey, but, this is a Dynasty League Football Family podcast. We do not think it's crazy whatsoever to use the Dynasty League, <laughs> Dynasty League Football Trade Analyzer. Yeah, and that's saying that. Ching, ching. Again, don't get paid. But I, I feel like a, a company man. Yeah, I was just going to say, Russ is the ultimate company man here. <laughs> okay, so you like to be fair, but also get your guy a little bit. See, I like that because especially when, like, You've been playing Dynasty for a long time, especially when you're a podcaster. You you turn out like, yep, it's the whole team. It gave 110%. Oh, you know, I had my game, but it's because of everyone else. Like, you turn into that, like, oh, I like to look at the other people's team. And, make, like, you have these canned <laughs> responses. But, like, exactly what you did, like, is, is like, well, you know, I like to do this. But, you know, like, you don't have that canned response waiting. So, like, there's there, there's truth behind those words. And I appreciate that. Speaking of appreciating, I appreciate that there is some news for us to talk about. Transition. Doing great today. I'm on a roll. Such a pro. I am doing it in spite of the Steelers crap this guy's wearing. I think that's what it is. Like, you build a fire in my belly. Speaking of just fire, Baker Mayfield is named the starter, starting quarterback. of the. Like, I can't even say it straight. Like, I'm just so fired up. Baker Mayfield's the starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. Who did not see that coming? That is just <laughs> we uh, we've been operating under the assumption this was happening, and this changes nothing for nobody, right? Correct. Yeah, everyone's yeah. just sort of like, just, yeah. 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 Was, so I yeah. thought it was ridiculous. They even did the whole charade of oh, it's a competition, all that stuff. Yeah, every everybody knew from the start it was going to be Baker. Yeah. So, okay, but we just, it happened, and I always get upset when news happens after our show. So even though it's nothing really to talk about, news happened not the day after our show. So we're going to talk about it. And now the real news, Deshaun Watson has accepted, I think was the phrase they used. I don't know if this was a negotiation or if this is just what Goodell came out and said. I just didn't care enough to read about it. An 11-game suspension, which... And a $5 million fine. (laughs) <laughs> okay, we're going to get this out of the way. I'm not even going to be sly or clever about it. So he gets a longer suspension. Yes, that's great. He comes back against the Texans and plays just the right amount of games to get his guaranteed money for the year. And, oh, it's almost like this was planned from the beginning. Uh, like, 
what the hell NFL? I, whatever. Yeah. There, I don't think there's ever been an 11 game suspension in NFL history. So. We, we put together <laughs> what we thought of all of our past suspensions. And, what? No. You knew you needed to suspend them longer than the six games. And then you found how it's going to make you so much money and still make one of your players who is talented, happy enough to just keep on playing by letting him get his money. Oh, but you took away five of his like 48 million, 46. Yeah. Sorry. And they made sure he'd come back against the Texans. So a Browns-Texans game actually matters to people. Yep. Okay, but all right. That being said and out of the way, Kenny, are you a Deshaun Watson guy? Do you? All right. How do I word this? Okay, here's the first question I'm going to ask. Do you think it matters if he comes back and looks rusty? Or are you going to be scared if you see two games and he's not like Deshaun Watson? Um. Well, I guess ever since, like, all this happened, like, I don't want him on my team. Like, I'm not even going to trade for him. Like, I don't want anything to do with him. I know. I know. Like, I, I turned down what was almost like a gift if I wanted Deshaun Watson on my team. But I don't. And plus, it was a rebuilding team, and they were just getting rid of a first, and I didn't want to do that. But, all right, so, Rocky, you're going to be doing a lot of talking in this I know. Session. I've been the guy that's very much the opposite of you, too. And not that I picked up that many shares, but I was definitely trying at times, yeah. Okay, so we're going to start with the same kind of question. How worried are you about the rust in the first couple of games of him coming back? Are you worried about cratering dynasty value? I'm not worried about cratering dynasty value, no. I, I don't think... I don't think anybody expects him to come out and beat Deshaun Watson the first game back. It's been like two calendar years since he's yeah, exactly. played. Exactly. <laughs> I'm more worried about. Uh, I have him on a computer. I, I don't. I don't know which TA is. I know I have him in a TA league. Uh, Maybe one, but I'm not sure. Not nine, because uh, that was the one it was offered to me. In, so yeah, I it think is TA it, one. Okay, that's what I thought. I have him in TA one, uh, which is one the three of us are in, and I, I am going to be a little worried production wise. I mean, I have. I have a competing team in that league. I, I feel pretty strong about my team. And uh, I, I think I have him and I have Wentz and somebody else. Uh, that's Hurts. a little better than Wentz. Who, who is it? Jalen Hurts. Jail- oh, I have, I have Jalen Hurts. You have it up or you one? just have Rocky's team memorized. I know. What the hell? <laughs> oh, you know why? I know why he knows because I think Kenny traded him to me. Yeah. I believe if I'm remembering correctly. That's why. Yeah. So. So I, I, if I can have Jalen Hurts and Deshaun Watson going into the playoffs and have an actual Deshaun Watson, I'll feel really good. But I'm going to be very nervous come week 13, 14, 15 about that actual production. I, you know, He does get to, I think, practice for a week or two before his first game because I think they have a bye after his suspension ends. And then he can There's come back. There's a bye in there somewhere for yeah. sure. I don't remember. Or something. I, I think he has a week or two before he – because he doesn't come back. I've, yeah, I know he doesn't come back till week 13. So I'm not sure how it works, but – I think he has at least a, a couple of weeks of practice before he comes back. So hopefully that'll help. But I don't think it has any effect on this value you know, like, because I said, like, I don't think anybody expects it. You know, he's going to be vintage to Sean Watson when he comes back. And, and, you know, a couple bad games isn't going to hurt Deshaun Watson's value when he's now finally playing again. And he's been, you know, he's proven year over year to be a QB one. Yeah. I think like we, at least I and a large group of people like kind of assumed he was just going to be suspended for a year. Like we were ready for it. We were, it was accepted if it was going to happen, like, okay, cool. So if you were ready for him to be not playing for a year, 
you really shouldn't care if he looks rusty as long as there's like improvement along the way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was just kind of curious. Okay. So we have August DLF ADP for Superflex, and I pulled it up and Deshaun Watson is QB 12. I want to find out knowing 11 games where you place him in all of this list. Uh, I'm going to go down a little bit. I want you to just, just this guy or Watson is really what it's going to be. Justin Fields or Deshaun Watson? Uh, Watson. Kenny? Oh, Watson. Oh, yeah, you're still on <laughs> the show. the best, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think it's Watson. Uh, Watson or Tua? Watson. Uh, that's tough for me. I'd probably take Tua. Yeah, I think my love for Tua uh, outdoes the what the value of. I and I do love Tua too, but I, I <sighs> Watson's ceiling is higher. He has yes. the ability to go higher up than Tua does, but my love for Tua outweighs my care for fantasy points in this situation. Because <laughs> winning isn't everything, guys. Come on, um, Watson or I mean, I'm gonna skip Aaron Rodgers because the age difference and like a, that's a definite competing question. Watson or Trevor Lawrence? Watson, pretty easily for me. I'd probably take Lawrence. I mean, I'm excited to see what he can do this year. And plus, I said like earlier, I'm, I'm just kind of done with Watson. Like, but it's not about uh, you right now. You're here talking sorry. to hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> You're talking to tens and twenties of people who who want to know who need to know what you think of value so they can apply it to their own feelings i'm also of the belief that there's a 50 50 shot lawrence isn't even that good oh knock that off <laughs> um see but here's the thing i in this situation i think the ceiling is similar like i feel like we see, liked lawrence coming in more than we liked deshaun coming in and Deshaun never played that putrid, even in his rookie year. <laughs> no one had DeAndre Hopkins. This is true. This is true. That, the rest of the and team he didn't have Urban could Ryan. have been and was not good. But having DeAndre Hopkins makes everything better. Hashtag becomes a big wide receiver. Um, <laughs> okay. But yes, no, I think both, and they're next to each other because the next QB up is Deshaun Watson. I think both of them can have very similar ceilings that I don't think either of them are going to jump into that top what two or three of Mahomes, Allen, and maybe Herbert. I don't know if we're there yet, but that's not the point. Uh Deshaun Watson, Matt Stafford. Deshaun Watson. Which by the way, the Deshaun eleven Watson. games doesn't doesn't affect anything for this for me. What'd you say, Kenny? Deshaun Watson. Uh, I mean I guess what where, where do you think Watson I mean Sorry, I don't mean to throw a curveball, but what do you think would have where Watson would be at right now if he would have just kept playing and wouldn't have any of this issue? Do you think he would be the QB one? He'd be close to it. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably be top five. Like he would be in that top tier of quarterback that we're going to stop at because I don't think we're ready to really crown no. that yet. Russell Wilson, and then I got two more that are going to be fun. Uh, Wilson's closer for me, but I'm still going Watson. Yeah, I'd still take Watson. I would take Watson over Wilson just because I, I'm not going to trust Wilson until I see him score fantasy points in the last few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> just, I am bitter. I don't care. Okay, and this was the fun one. Trey Lance or and Jalen Hurts. 
or Deshaun Watson. Like those two guys have the ceiling of finishing the year as a QB one, the QB one, sorry, the QB one to me, like the, the, what they have with their legs and the offenses they're in, I think can easily bring them to be the QB one. Now I'm not saying it's likely, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying that I think it's a decent possibility, but Watson or Hertz or Lance. You know, I love Hertz. If, honestly, if I, I'll go first just to like show that I'm putting Watson below those two. And it really just is because Watson was one of those guys that he wasn't a running quarterback, but it's like what everyone says about like Rogers and Mahomes. They're, they're yeah. sneaky athletic just because they don't design run plays for them. And all of a sudden you can't just be a good runner because you don't want to run the option, like whatever. But those guys run. <laughs> so if they have that season where they have the efficiency or just that high touchdown rate, QB one without a question. So I, I take those two over to Sean Watson. I think if, if Hertz was signed to a long-term contract, I might take him over to Sean. Watson. If Hertz was signed to a long-term contract, he'd be a top five quarterback. Yes. And he's not. <laughs> so I think I'll take Deshaun Watson, but I, I, I agree that, that well, there's after def- this year is his last year, so it's going to be yeah. soon. Uh, yes. So, Assuming it happens. Yeah. So I, I like both of those guys. I, I love Hurts this year. Uh, I, I think Lance can at least at worst be what Hurts was last year. I think Hurts can be more than he was last year. But we don't know what either of them is as a passer, and, and that, that, that does make a difference. They're going to have a high floor because of the rushing, but – uh, I still got to take Watson. I mean, the, the last time he played, the guy led the league in passing yards. Uh, I mean, that's not everything for fantasy. You know, the rushing ability is so huge. But we've seen him, what he can do as a passer. And like you said, he does have the ability to, you know, to get you something on the ground a little bit at least. Yeah. So I, I'm still going Watson. But I, I agree that there's the there's the chance that those one or both of those two could pass him this year. Did you answer, Kenny? I was too busy, you know thinking of my answer that I wasn't really paying attention. Sorry. Well, I, I would say Watson because I just think he was more athletic and more uh, mobile than what people gave him credit for, especially yeah. in the red zone. Okay. Last thing I'll ask, and then we'll move on. Okay. Let's talk about 23 first, because that's, we're going to be talking this entire season about, would you send a 23 first? Let's say, you know, you have a top three pick in the 2023. Somehow, you know, it's locked. You don't know which of those three it is. Would you send that pick for Deshaun Watson? I'll let Kenny go first on this one. Um, <laughs> you, know, you don't really Kenny's... want him on your team. So you have to sort of remove yourself. From okay. This. So, yes, I'm removing myself from that. Like, yes, I would take Watson because I know what I'm getting. And I'd rather have that and know what I'm getting than a really high... 23 first. Yeah, I agree with Kenny. I mean, there's going to be a couple quarterbacks probably in there in the top three and probably B. John Robinson. But, you know, rookie quarterbacks, as we've seen from the 2021 class, are very much a crapshoot. Uh, I'll take Watson. And, and, and if, I think he I, I think he will probably be worth more than the RB1 a year from now, even if B. John Robinson is the RB1 eventually. So I, I'll still take Deshaun Watson. See, here's what has me pause. 
Gupta. There you go. <laughs> about this. It's, let's say Deshaun Watson plays good. Like, he's not, he doesn't bring himself up to obvious top five quarterback. Let's say he plays well enough that we're like, okay, he's going to keep getting better. He's going to have an offseason because we know no matter how okay he does, well, he now he has a full offseason under his belt and he gets to practice with his teammates and we're going to build him up a bit, yes. his value up a bit. The 101, even if it ends up being Bijan or if it ends up being Stroud or Young, it's going to be one of those guys are going to be a top two startup round pick. So my question would then be, how much of a difference will it be if we're – I'm still, no matter – I don't know how good Watson has to be for me to be like, okay, I'll move him above Burrow and Lamar, like to get him into a top five startup pick. Because after that, we could be talking less than 12 startup picks away from what the 101 is to what Deshaun Watson's value could be. And that's a risk I'm willing to take knowing that at any time, if I felt like it, I have a lot more trade partners with a pick than I do with a specific player. So to me, I think I hold on to an early, an early 23 first. The second we start talking about later on, I'll start giving multiples. Like if, again, if we knew what we had and I could say, I'd give the 105 and the 110, I would probably give that up to go get someone like Deshaun Watson. Now, is this, I think I hear what you're saying. Is this covered at all by the whole Deshaun Watson stuff or is this just since we don't know what he looks like post year and a half off i am doing every using every ounce of my strength to not put (laughs) bias on this right now so no like if we have a player that is drafted in spots let's like six to ten in a startup how different is that really from pick 16 to 20 yeah, but also, I mean, all these guys are going to be 16 to 20 just because that's what we do. We have years of of Deshaun Watson being very, very, very good. And yeah, we have zero like, years of Stroud, Young, and Bijan Robinson being very, very good. Yeah, well, you're, you're, you're thinking longer term than I am. I think that's the problem. I'm talking just, like, value-wise. Like, I get that you have to bake in the fact that, yes, you know you're getting these points out of Watson because, again, we're going on the assumption that we'll see him do well. But I like the vol- no the the ability to have a pick that to me is easier to trade away because at some point Watson's value is going to plateau. That one hundred one to one hundred three may never plateau right until it's drafted. I see. Yeah, you're you're basing it off pure value, not factoring yes. in points whatsoever. Basically, it, it is not point scoring season yet. You can't <laughs> make me do it yet. All right. So, Kenny, how do you feel about some some later picks though like let's say did you answer this you said yes to the watson for like the 103 so i'm guessing at that point if we're talking later picks you're completely fine doing it also yeah all right awesome let's move on because i feel like it kenny which do you want to do first do you want to do listener questions or trade addicts trades i almost combined that into listener trades and trade addicts (laughs) questions that might be interesting one day Uh, we could do that we can do listener questions cool Scrolling down, the first question we have is from at Noob Engineer. 12-team Superflex, Dalvin Cook, Keenan Allen, and Henderson. I'm guessing 
Darrell Henderson for two 23 firsts. Seems fair to me, but I got roasted when it went through. I got the picks and I was in the middle of the road at best. Am I nuts or are my league mates nuts? Are you going to get, do you think getting a 23 first for Dalvin Cook is a given? No. Anymore? I think you probably should get a 23 first for Dalvin Cook. I don't think it's a given, no. And you're not getting a first for Keenan and, and Henderson, Henderson alone. So Yeah, his his league mates are nuts. You can tell me shocked. that this is the 111 and the 112, and I still think you did pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I mean, Ryan McDowell put out a tweet today about how we're in a bubble that, you know, some of us here, like, with these value at the 23 first. So I, I don't know what new Engineers league is like. They might not, <clears throat> excuse me. I'll be uh, tied into, you know, Twitter and how 23 first are gold. So I can see them getting upset about it. But the people who know what this class is like and, and know what the value is to a lot of people out there with 23 first, I would not think in a second you could actually get this trade done that he did getting the first for those players. Kenny. Um, I'm more likely to take the players over the picks <laughs> just because. I just maybe I don't value picks correctly because I don't have any picks <laughs> in most of my league. Man, and like you're joining Dynasty his. like right at the weird time. Like, I don't know, <laughs> like you did some 2021s, and then all of a sudden you're or 2022s, and then you're about to hit what 23 and 24 are going to be. Ugh. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for you to learn how to value picks right now. Okay, we have at KP Poker KP. Reasonable price for aging but productive wide receivers. Thielen and Lockett are my examples. 24 second question mark, question mark. I mean, this is a rocky question galore because he he's like the least caring of age. I don't think you're getting a 23 second for players like Thielen or Lockett. Maybe no. Like, especially now. Well, no. I've if, tried if, getting 23 if, seconds for Thielen. If Russell Wilson was still in town, maybe you could for Lockett, but definitely not now. If I can get anything with a two, I think I'm thrilled at this point. I, th- I think you need to add to these guys to get a second. But I'm not taking thirds. Like, at that point, I'll try and, you know, feel in a third for a second, feel an end lock it for a second Dude, and something I else. even mass sent Thielen and Pacheco for a second and third and couldn't get that, so. Wow. Pacheco's <laughs> gold right now. I know. I was, I was so bummed. I you know, people are too smart, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, you're it's 24 second, I think, should get any of those guys. I'm not sure which side uh, Kelly's coming at this from. He says reasonable price for aging. Uh, so I, it sounds to me like he's talking about buying them. And I think 24 second might be kind of that sweet spot because because if you're trying to buy them, no one's taking a third. Um yeah, but if you if you're selling them, I I would want the second too. So I, I think the twenty four second kind of works in in both scenarios because it's hard to expect to expect the second. Like I said, I've tried to sell feel, feeling for twenty three seconds and gotten nowhere. What do you about you, Kenny? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I would not give. Uh, well, I mean, I would give up those players for a twenty four second, but I wouldn't give a twenty four second for either of those guys. So- so I threw Adam Thielen into the DLF trade analyzer and it gives you suggested picks or suggested players to fill the other side with. And since I only put in one player, it's pretty much just what does that guy equal? Uh, Thielen is at 104.5 and a 23 second is 134. So that, I mean, that's, again, you're just not going to get it done. A 24 second is 89.8. 
So, I mean, that's it's in the ballpark of, yes, that makes sense. It's a pick. It's a year out, so you feel a little bit better giving the pick away. It's a second. You don't care that it's a year out, so you feel fine taking it. Like, yeah. to me, that is a sweet spot. And I think with these guys, I mean, the hope is maybe that Thielen, you know, produces at the beginning of the season. Maybe Lockett does, but I like Thielen's chances better with, with Cousins than than Lockett with uh, with Gino and Drew Locke. But uh, maybe then, like, when they're actually producing points and if, if Thielen's, like, the wide receiver 16, maybe maybe you get a 23-second then. But, but yeah, I, I don't think you can hope for better than a 24-second at this point. Yeah. Next, at OMG, it's Jay Brew. What end of roster guys are you personally looking at week one to see if they are worth holding or not? Kenny, you're going to go first because I keep talking. I read questions, then keep talking, and then I realize, oh, crap, I'm not supposed to do that. So, Kenny, what are some, like, guys you drafted really late in rookie drafts, picked up on the waiver wire after your rookie drafts, or just, you know, they don't have to even be rookies. Like, some guys you're just consider most likely roster cloggers that if they don't do something, you're just done and you're ready to drop them. Um, I mean, I guess I'm interested to see what Wondell Robinson will do with the Giants. Uh, I guess I haven't heard good things about him so far in preseason, but. Uh, yeah, I'm looking like I'm looking through my rosters and I'm like, it's really it's bad. Like the point of the non point scoring season, especially if you're in a league that expands your rosters, you should always have a full roster. I don't even have the in-season maximum on most of my teams. Like, I'm not going to have to cut players. Like, that's bad. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of guys that I'm looking to cut, like the, whether I need to hold on or not, because I didn't hold on to a lot of guys well past the point I need to. But uh, <laughs> I was looking at the at AD, DLF's ADP. A couple guys I think that could be cut candidates, but also could potentially have some value. They're actually right near each other. Uh, wide receiver, 92 and 94, Zay Jones uh, with Jacksonville. He's a guy yeah. – like, there's been a lot of good camp reports about Zay Jones too, that, that he's the X and all this stuff, and they're using him a lot. And the other one is a guy that I've loved since he was drafted, and he's done absolutely nothing but maybe has a bit of an opportunity. Brian Edwards in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, Brian Edwards. He's a guy that I still have on some rounds. I don't know if I have any Zay Jones, so I, I don't know them actually doing that, but just that name stuck out to me. But Brian Edwards I definitely have, and he, he could definitely be a cut candidate. If we go three games, you know, one, two, three games into the season, he has, like, two catches for 18 yards, then, then it's probably time to cut him. Because if he can't compete on this wide receiver depth chart after London, then – it's it, it's time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm looking through my rosters and I'm trying to like come up with some good names. I don't really know if I had anyone like one that I'm interested in that. I don't think I could really make a decision after like one or two games. And I don't know if I would drop anyone from a Justin Herbert offense anyway, but like, I would love some clarity between Guyton and Josh mm. Palmer. Cause I have those two all over the place. And I don't know what to do about either of them. So I, I, again, like I don't think I'm cutting either of them pretty quickly just because anything can happen with wide receivers and it's a Justin Herbert offense. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like rush it. And then we have, Oh, I hit so many buttons and things disappeared. I'm sorry. We have the second part of the question 
Also at Dynasty Outhouse, I'm going to need an answer of my Disney question from two weeks ago that I sent in, but I was not on the pod. Top three Disney Pixar based solely on their music. Number one is absolutely, uh, first of all, the, my answers are all kind of Pixar movies. Now I am going not on songs, like not on, I'm going based on like score. Choosing soul is cheating because it's <laughs> the movie's about music. The jazz in it is fantastic, but the music is just so freaking good. So I, I definitely choose that. Um, and like the, when I first read this question two weeks ago, right away, the two that popped in my head were up and inside out. The music to those are just phenomenal in not just like happy go lucky ways. Cause both of those have some very, dark moments in those movies and the music in it is a wonderful combination of what that movie is it's letting you feel sad but like pushing you a little bit at the end that that's okay and it leads you to being able to be happy and i'm thinking way too much into this and so i'm going to move on a little bit and then i'm going to go like super old where i love the music like well robin hood is my favorite disney movie like straight up disney movie the music is just fun is what that comes down to, you know, like it's very like happy and boppy and just like you picture the cartoon animals, like skipping down a road. And I just really like it. So that, I mean, that's kind of my, my jam. Are you, are you a Disney guy, Kenny? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, it's been a while since I've watched Disney, but I do have a two-year-old daughter and uh, so I'm getting back into Disney and we're actually oh, going to get back into Disney, man. <laughs> yeah. So, have you? What's? Uh, what are some of your uh, your faves? Not as you don't have to do, like go deep into the music I did, but what are some of your favorite Disney <laughs> stuff? I guess the first couple that come to mind are Encanto, uh, yeah. Moana, yes, and I do like uh, Robin Hood. Yes, I like this guy. He likes the same Disney movies I do. Okay, so we are going to move on to our last question at Felons548. I like taking Lamar over Kyler in drafts, but I'm torn between the drafts. Browns and uh, Brown and Bateman, you know, the wide receivers. That I don't know why that confused me so much. I'm like, Brown, they're not on the Browns. But usually take Bateman for the stack. What are your thoughts on this? Kenny, what are your feelings on Lamar versus Kyler? Uh, I like Lamar more than Kyler, but I, I like Brown more than Bateman. Just because Brown has that connection with Kyler, I just think Lamar is a better quarterback. I yeah, I I think I lean Kyler, uh, just because I I think Kyler is a better passer than Lamar, and he has just as much not not just as much because Lamar is the best running quarterback in the league, but he has very much running uh, quarterback upside as well. So uh, he kind of laid off that a little bit, I think, early last year, but I think it picked up more as the year went on. So, I mean, we'll see how much he runs, but he's definitely proven to be the better passer, which is why I do also like Hollywood. And they have more, they're going to have a lot more volume than, than Lamar and the, uh, the Ravens are. So, so yeah, definitely Hollywood over Baby for me, though, regardless of which one's my quarterback. I was very happy and shocked to see that in – August so Superflex DLF ADP, Kyler was the QB4. Like, he was dropping for some reason. Like, that weird time where he dropped the Cardinals from his Instagram account, he, like, dropped a QB8, and yeah. it never recovered until now. 
I, I that was kind of so silly weird. how much that stuff affects people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's he's QB four, Lamar's QB six. The real answer is whatever makes you happy. Like that that is a tier. They belong in the same yes. tier. They're both awesome. But I I am Kyler over Lamar. Uh, he he is a better passer. He's on an offense that will lead to more opportunity, and I think he just has better weapons. Like Lamar will do well because he's very good. Kyler will do well because he's almost like almost like as good of a runner, but he's a better passer. And well, after six games, DeAndre Hopkins, Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore, Zach Ertz, like like that guy's got that guy's surrounded. And while yeah, Bateman, Mark Andrews, and J.K. Dobbins are no slouch, it's just not the same. Yeah, and, and to your point about the two of them, you know, being it's like it is kind of six on one hand, half dozen the other. And in the in the if, you know four mocks uh, DLF does to to come up with this, they uh, Lamar actually did go ahead of him in two of them. It's just uh, his his low was higher than than Kyle's yeah, Lamar low. fell yeah. to eight in one yeah. of them. <laughs> six. Uh, the four draft spots for Kyler were six, seven, six, four, and that that four is really what did it because Lamar was five, eight, five, seven. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just that one four and that one eight. I, I will say, though, I think both should go over Burrow, who's in between them at QB5. Yes, I, I the, the legs alone. Exactly. Burrow went nuts at the end of the year. Like, and nuts. Recency I, bias. I want that to be real. <laughs> I want that to be forever. Mr. Steeler's stuff over here does not. But <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot to ask of a kid. I mean, that's a lot. Okay, that is the end of our listener question. So we're going to go on to our Trade Addicts trades. We are going to start with Trade Addicts 1, where the man below me on the screen is just like, hey, I'm going to be on the show this week. We're going to talk about me. So, <laughs> so he had some trades. The first one he did, Tom Brady, Naheem Hines, and Jarek McKinnon for Garoppolo, Elliott, and Damian Harris. <clears throat> what do you think, Rocky? I don't want to talk yet. I have to figure this out. <laughs> Uh, with this one, I think it's, I think it's pretty, hmm. I was going to say easily, but I guess it's not so easy. I think yeah, I lean you, you the, were, you were you're slowing down a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. This one easy. I just, Himes and, Mc, Himes and McKinnon just means so little to me. I have to go the Zeke, Damian Harris and Jimmy, Jimmy side. Uh, it's not looking good for Jimmy in 22, but I think he is probably, there's a decent chance he's a quarterback in, in 2023 starting quarterback for somebody. Uh, and Brady could not be playing next year and Hines and McKinnon are debatable whether they're, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be, you know, fantasy relevant or not. So I got, I got to land the, the other side there. Yeah. I, I, this is, see, I like this to me. I get that. Wow, I am having trouble right now. <laughs> okay, so Damian Harris. Let, let's start with that. I don't get it. He he was okay last year. All right. Very touchdown dependent. Do you ever feel good about? No. no. Like, Zeke for Tom Brady. And, like, I get the ancillary pieces on the Zeke side are better. Absolutely. But it's Tom freaking Brady. Like, would you be super surprised if... Okay, so let's pretend Tom Brady does play forever, because he can if he wants to. But, like, Zeke and Brady's value are probably going to be pretty close for the next 12 months. 
because we're not going to believe that Brady is retiring until the season <laughs> starts and he's not playing. And if Zeke doesn't go, even if Zeke does go back to being what he was before last year, his value is never going to go up again. So, like, to me, they're both going to be worth a second next year anyway. I'll take Brady. I'm not against that. So I had Okay, well, clearly you were in this, Kenny. So why don't you tell us how you felt and which side you got? Uh, I actually got the Tom Brady side of it. Uh, so this was after I traded away one of my starting two quarterbacks, and I didn't really have a good, decent starter. So I was trying to get Tom Brady because I figured if I could get him, he could at least get me through this season. <laughs> And I felt like that's what I had to give to get him. So that was my thought process. All right. Well, it didn't stick for very long because the next <laughs> trade, Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, T. Higgins, and J- like I'm picking against you just because you traded away T. Higgins and Jalen Waddle in one trade. Like, just stick a dagger in my heart, not to even talk about who you traded him to them to. <laughs> this guy, okay. I trade for a first round pick that I believe was going to be the one-on-one because that's what this guy, like he was one of those guys that started a rebuild without his first. So I'm like, okay, I got his first. Then this guy trades him, Tom Brady, T Higgins and Jalen Waddle. And Oh yeah. Newly named starting quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Let's not play that down (laughs) for Trevor Lawrence, Miles Sanders, Traylon Burks and Devonta Smith. I do love the youth you got back, but I'm not even going to look at this trade because I just want T. Higgins and Jalen Waddle on my team, even though I think I traded both of them to you. <laughs> <laughs> I have no yeah. idea what I'm doing with my team in this league. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Ross? So I really wanted to keep Higgins and Waddle. Like, I really did not want to move them, but I also really needed a quarterback. Like, my other quarterback was like Mitch Trubisky and Zach Wilson. And I didn't have faith in Tom Brady or Baker Mayfield for long term. And so I was trying to see what I could get for Lawrence. And I feel like I probably overpaid for this because I feel like Higgins and Waddle are so much have so much value on on their own. I guess my question is, do you think I could have just got Higgins like gave up Higgins and Waddle and got those four players back? what really breaks my heart was I tried to trade for T Higgins right away. And he was just like, no, nah, I'm happy. I got him. I'm going to keep him. <laughs> um, I got to be honest. What, what you, the, with the youth you got in the direction that you're pushing your teams toward team towards, I don't care about adding Tom Baker and Baker Mayfield to it. Tom Baker. That's Dr. <laughs> Who, by the way, Tom Brady and Baker Mayfield <laughs> to a deal to get it done. Like that's too two mid seconds. I, that's whatever to me at that point, especially when, especially if you don't believe in the long term of Baker and Tom Brady, we won't, we will never treat him as a long-term asset. Even if he does play for the next six years, this is the year Tom Brady. This is the year Tom Brady. This is the year Tom Brady. So like, that's, I don't I mean, that's not really the way to think about it, you know, because adding that kind of stuff at the end, isn't really that big of a deal. Um, But like, it, oh man, like, I, I want Trey Burks and Devonta Smith to be a thing because I like both of them and I have plenty of both of them. But like Lawrence, Burks, and Smith all have every reason to do well. And if all three of those guys do hit, like I think you will end up with just as much, if not more, value than Waddle and Higgins together. Yeah, th- that's the thing. I, I mean, I, I'm with you on, on Higgins. I love 
Waddle probably more than you do Higgins almost as much as you do. So uh, that's tough for me too. But I mean, if you believe in Lawrence as the guy that came out last year and was the best prospects as Andrew Luck, and it sounds like Kenny does, I I, I can see this. I can understand this because like, if you believe he's he's got that potential to be in you know that burrow you know kind of range uh then then i'm not one to pay up for quarterback in general and like i said i'm not a big believer in lawrence being what we all thought he was a year ago i, I don't think he's necessarily going to be a trash quarterback in the league he's not zach wilson but uh <laughs> the guy just got hurt come on <laughs> But it's rubbing but, dirt in it, it's fine. But I, I have my qu- questions about whether he will ever be a truly elite guy. But but if you believe that, I, I get this, and I, I like Traylon Burks and Devontae Smith a ton. So, and I think Miles Sanders is 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 underrated. And I, I don't think we put it on the sheet, but I think you moved him in another deal later. Um, anyway, which okay, which makes yeah, sense for what you're doing. So so yeah, I, I don't hate this. I, I just like like Russ. I, I just. I love Higgins and Waddle so much. <laughs> yeah, like you didn't stand a chance with us. In like, it doesn't matter how good of a return you got. You traded those two guys in one trade. But as long as you feel, as long as you're happy, that's all that really matters. Speaking of, next one is ours. And so, was it when you came after Dotson with with two different offers? Are you a Dotson guy? Is that what this? Uh, is? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't remember what the first offer was or what. Oh, I think oh, it doesn't even matter anymore. But I, I countered with Calvin Ridley and Alan Lazard for Jahan Dotson, and he accepted it pretty quickly. And I, like, I have a couple of Dotson shares, so I still have my insulation of in case he's good, I feel good about it. But again, this team is like, I have no idea what I did to this team, but I don't have my first for next year. So to me, grabbing Calvin Ridley is a little bit of that insurance of that my team could get better next year, <laughs> even though I don't have a, a pick because Calvin Ridley comes back. And assuming he does come back, I believe he will be just fine. And Alan Lazard is my points replacement where I'm not saying Lazard will score the same as Dotson. I think just in general, I think Dotson will probably outscore him because I don't think we're going to see Lazard be the next Devonte Adams, but I think he'll do well enough. Like, I'll be able to put him in my starting seven that I have for TA1 and feel fine about it. Um, so, yeah, I like I sent this offer. He accepted it. And I felt pretty good about it because I will always feel good getting Kelvin really back up on my teams. Yeah, I, I think this is a really fair offer. And it, make, and it makes sense given what, what Kenny was doing, you know, get, you know, after that last trade, too, where he's kind of going more towards youth movement. Um, he's kind of been – I feel like Kenny's kind of been all over the place. He made some trades earlier in, in when he came over and took over the Orphan where he got some point scores, and then he's kind of flipped back. I feel like a couple of different times he's just trying to get the value. So I, I think he's now leaning more towards the youth. Um, I'm not a huge Dotson guy. But I, I've kind of warmed up to him more as the as the offseason's gone on a little bit. And Calvin Ridley is a total wild card. I mean, I, I tried to include Calvin Ridley as kind of like a, a an add-on piece to sweeten a deal. And I got, uh, you know, I, I look at Calvin Ridley as a zero. So no thanks. So, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that much. Uh, and, he, I mean, you know, he's going to come back at, what, 28 next year, probably yeah. on a different team. Uh, not playing for most of the last two years. So, 
And I don't believe in Alan Lazard at all. So <laughs> I, I don't think anyone's going to be the wide receiver one on Green Bay this year. So no. I think it's just going to be a bunch of guys. I, if anyone's going to be the, 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 the wide receiver one, it might be Aaron Jones. So yeah, I, was, I was hoping you were going to say that. And I love that <laughs> so much, Aaron Jones. Uh, but so, so yeah, I mean, these are two to me minorish pieces. Um, like I said, if I like Dotson more, I'd probably go that side, but I'll just say it's even because I, I, I don't love anybody in this trade. and i will say i i think i i value dotson higher than i think the world seems to like to me he probably should be valued around that end of the first round of this past draft still even like that's where he was drafted anywhere from like that 110 to the 202 area but for some reason i feel like for no reason his value dropped and i I'm not there for that. Like, I don't see a reason for it. So I just haven't been buying into it. But the offers I've been getting for him seem to believe that I just, I would never actually get that value in a trade. And Kenny was coming on the show. I wanted to do a trade with him and I wanted to get Calvin Ridley on my team. So I just did it anyway. It's just, I mean, it's not probably only going to be a year, but it's just tough for me to buy into the wide receiver two on a Wentz offense. Assuming he's the wide receiver two. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we at the Trade Addicts Podcast have a new segment that we are going to introduce. Uh, If you have any Dynasty Leagues on the Sleeper app and you find a little button that says podcast on the side and you click that button, you will see the Trade Addicts Podcast listed up there. And as penance for this, we have the Sleeper Trade of the Week. We are going to take a, I mean random maybe we'll see if i feel clever like i did today and we're gonna call it the sleeper trade of the week and let's get to the sleeper trade of the week sleeper trade of the week sleeper trade of the week we're gonna talk about a trade addict trade and it's sponsored by the sleeper app love that what just occurred to me is I hope that actually gets picked up in the recording. Otherwise, that is going to be an awkward couple of seconds of silence. So this trade is brought to you by the Sleeper app. It is Isaiah Pacheco for Malik Willis because they're both sleepers. Yeah, clever. <laughs> um, so Isaiah Pacheco was... Like towards, like if you're degenerate like we are, you have your drafts like right after the rookie draft, and when you get to the later part of the drafts, you start to hear a lot of like there's a, a week or so passes, and you get to hear people like JJ Zacharyson, that late round quarterback, start to really like players like Isaiah Pacheco randomly, like what happened with Kenny Galladay and Deontay Johnson, like a lot of players just like started talking, started talking, started talking, and get pushed up. Now, neither uh, Pacheco did not get the push-up that Deontay or Kenny Galladay got. But I drafted this guy in a lot of fourth rounds, fifth rounds, picked him up on one or two waiver wires after a draft. And people are coming for him. And normally, what I have been saying whenever I got a one-for-one, I'm like, there's no point in me doing this. Like, someone offered me... Like, like three random players, like Jamal Williams, young guy and young guy. And I'm just like, eh, like, I get it. It's three dart throws for a dart throw. But my my dart throw is hype on him right now. So I might as well just wait and see where that goes. So I really didn't really think I would do a one-for-one trade. But then Jerry and TA2 came out pretty hard. I'm just like, let's see what I can get away with. And seeing Malik Willis in the preseason so far, 
he's going to be a thing in the NFL. Like he, he looks raw. He looks like he needs to get reads down and he needs to work on his accuracy, but his legs and his arm are crazy. He's a big dude. Like, so I, I am here for him being, you know, Jalen Hurts into the league, like kind of, you know, also that it helps that I don't really have much faith in Tannehill at this point anymore. So like, I, like I sent it and I'm just like, he's going to reject it, but it's fine. Whatever. It was fun while it lasted. What? Accepted. <laughs> nice. Because this is pretty much a fourth round pick for a second round pick. Like that's what just happened. And I felt cool with that. First of all, he's he's a poor man, Jalen Hurts. Just just so we're clear. Oh no, I wasn't comparing. I, him I don't even mean. I mean as a prospect, his path into <laughs> starting, like his path. yes, yes, his path. <laughs> as I do the arm motion that no one can see. Oh no, we have one person watching. One person seeing it right now. Uh, wonderful, but the <laughs> thanks, Rock. <laughs> but uh. But to me, this is a, a no-brainer. It's the Malik Willis side. There's just so much more upside there. I don't know that he ever hits it, but I don't know that Isaiah Pacheco ever hits anything. So uh, it's just all pure hype on Pacheco. We don't even know how much run he's going to get in the regular season. Uh, and Malik Willis, I mean, he has, like you said, he, he, he's looked decent in the pre. He basically looked like how he looked in college in the preseason. Great runner, strong arm. Everything else is, uh, but, but, uh, but I mean, I think, I think he's, to me, I think he's going to get a chance in the league at some point. And if, if he can hit that upside after working on his game for a year or two, he, he definitely has the potential, you know, to be Trey Lance, Jalen Hurts, you know, top six to 10 area, at least, even if he never learns how to pass the ball effectively. So uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> It's a little too honest. What do you think about the Pacheco yeah. for Willis, Kenny? Um, I'd probably take the Willis side just because uh, if if both of them were to even hit, I think Willis would still have more value than Pacheco would, even being on the Chiefs' offense. But uh, I think Willis has shown improvement even just from the first preseason game to the second preseason game, and. Uh, I think I think he has a good opportunity at uh, making a name for himself in the league. Yeah, I mean that's a great point. Also, that in superflex leagues, twelve team superflex leagues, at least backup like every backup quarterback should be rostered. So even if two years goes by and Malik is still a backup, and let's pretend Pacheco doesn't become like the workhorse for the Chiefs, but if he's second or third in line, I still think at that point, Willis will be worth more than whatever second, third in line in the Chiefs is worth as at running back. So I win. Take that, Jerry. No, I love you, Jerry. Don't, don't do that. I love you. He accepted it. What am I talking about? Okay. That has been the sleeper trade of the week brought to you by sleeper. I shouldn't have said sleeper in the beginning, but I said it again, sleeper, sleeper. And that's your trade of the week brought to you by sleeper fantasy, the fastest growing fantasy football platform in the world. Download their app, join a new dynasty league or migrate yours to the platform and enjoy how easy it is to make and manage all of your leagues in one place. Download the app today and get started. Our next trade is from trade addicts five and it is Brandon Cooks and TJ Hawkinson for Darren Waller and a 23 fourth. Do we still have Darren Waller over TJ Hawkinson or are they just the same or I don't know. I, 
I have TJ Hawkinson over Darren Waller, so this is a pretty easy choice for me. <laughs> what about you, Kenny? Uh, I guess I, I'm the opposite. I, I would have Waller over Hawkinson. Okay, so here's our like we are down on Waller because uh, of Adams and oh man, I blanked on Hunter Renfro's Renfro, name. That yeah. is insulting, <laughs> and I apologize. I know you listen, Hunter. I'm very sorry. Hashtag small Clemson wide receiver. But like TJ Hawkinson has a lot of competition at this point. Like DeAndre Swift can't be ignored as a passing option. Amon Ross St. Brown showed he can't be ignored either. If Jamison Williams comes back and can be what they think he is, that that's competition. And Hawkinson and Healthy haven't really been great friends over the past few seasons. Yeah, I so, mean, like, for me, it's the it's the age difference, and and I don't think their production is going to be all that dissimilar going forward because they both have competition. And I yeah, don't think that's, I mean, that's different. what I was getting at. To me, that I think they're probably the same, and when that comes down to it, you take the younger guy. Yeah. So, and Brandon Cooks over twenty three fourths, but honestly, it's not egregious in any way, shape, or form because no. Cooks. Uh, yeah. Okay, so next trade is Alan Lazard for Jerome Ford and Tyquan Thornton. Like, honestly, this one came out of boredom. Someone updated their trade bait, and in TA5, I'm, I'm hard rebuilding, and I had Alan Lazard on my team. So I'm like, let's see how many buttons I can click before he says no. <laughs> like, I really didn't think he would say yes to this, and he did. So I sent Lazard for Jerome Ford and Tyquan Thornton. Does sure. anyone care about this at all? It's fine if you can Not say no. really. <laughs> even I don't care about it that much. It was um... my team. I don't like either of the rookies. I don't like Lazard, so. <laughs> Trading's fun, Rocky. It is fun. Press, pressing <laughs> buttons is fun. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I am. Exactly. Right, next, 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 we have. Oh, I forgot to write the trade. I, I think this might have still been five, or maybe this is moving on. It doesn't really matter. A 23 second and 24 third for Damian Pierce, Tyler Boyd, and Mo Ali Cox. That is easily the player side for me. I mean, Pierce Pierce was the second, and he's the other big hype running back right now. Uh, I'll give I'll give a third for Tyler Boyd and Moali Cox. I kind of like Moali Cox this year. I have him on a few rosters. I drafted him very late in a few startups. Uh, he's going to be the starting tight end for the the Colts. It's not going to be Kylan Granson. It is going uh, to be Jelani Woods from day one. It's not going to be Woods, yeah. It's not going to be, but I, <laughs> I've, I've, I've got, I, I finally accepted that Mo Alley Cox just probably isn't going to be a thing, and I don't have many shares. Like I just traded away this one, and I have so many Jelani Woods shares because again, he was, a, he was a tight end, and I, I actually have a bunch of Woods shares too. But, but yeah, I mean, like, I think I'm a sucker. I can't especially with their lack of pay. I mean, could you, would you be shocked if we find out Mo Alley Cox has eight to nine touchdowns at the end of the year? As long as Jelani Woods has nine to ten, that's fine. <laughs> and, and you know he can occasionally have a big game. He's had a few, you know. Moe like, Cox has had blow up games. Yes, yeah, like it's just hundred yard like games. One a season, career. and you never yeah. know when it's going to be. <laughs> but yeah, with the, with a decent quarterback there, and not much uh, competition after Pittman. Uh, you know, for you know, once Paris Campbell gets hurt in week two, that was so, so unnecessary. <laughs> And, and Boyd is a nice little piece. I mean, I, I don't really care to acquire Boyd all that much, but if you're 
to me, you're essentially giving the third for Boyd and Cox because Pierce is worth the 23 second at this point. So uh, to me, it's easily the player side. Go Kenny. I think he froze. Yeah, I think the player side as well, <laughs> especially with uh, Tyler Boyd. I feel like, I don't know. I think Tyler Boyd is a really good depth piece to have just because of the offense that he's on. And like, if anything were to happen to the two I'm receivers just, in front of him, I was just going to say that. Imagine if Higgins or Chase gets hurt. I mean, boy, shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say today, Rocky. Uh, uh, but seriously, he could he could be very very good if he's the number two in that offense. I agree, but you're not going to get any trade value for him right now. And oh no, no. But I just mean points team. wise. Yeah. Uh, so here was my thing. Yeah, we drafted Damien. Yes, Damien Pierce with two hundred three to two hundred five ish. Yep. 23 seconds is going to be worth more than the 203 to the 205 is really just what I stood to it. And what has to happen for Damian Pierce to be worth a first? Now, I know a 23 first isn't even fair, but like that being what it is, when are you going to get more than a 23 second for Damian Pierce? Uh, it's yeah, he would have to produce a lot this year, a lot, and on a bad Houston team, yeah, and then. <laughs> Like, let's pretend they sign a good free agent wide receiver and draft some offensive linemen right away. Well, they're they're going to replace Pierce now. They're going to replace Pierce now, and he's never going to gain that value. This all actually did go through my head when I was looking at this trade because I'm insane, and that's what I do. Um, but again, this is my TA5 complete rebuilding team, and I'm like, it probably would be smart to hold on to Pierce and see if he does anything. But you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to capitalize now. And yeah, I pretty much just gave Boyd and Moelle Cox away for free. But I got a 23 second and I felt happy about it. Okay. And we have our last trade, which I have A-9. feelings about. I have feelings about this trade. So I get an offer. Okay. This needs more context. We're going to step back for a second. I have a rebuilding team where I have four 23 firsts, one of which is mine, one of which is this other team's. He offers me Jalen Waddle and a third for his first back. So I stop and I think. I It it took a lot of thinking. Like if you watch the DLF trade show, we at the end of the show we do a segment for like Russ's inbox and we talked about this trade and I'm so happy we did because like Addison talked some sense into me. Because what happens is, let's say I make this trade. I'm making his team worse, which in fact makes his first better. I'm getting Jalen Waddle, which makes my team better and my first worse. So I lose (laughs) two out of three things. I lose a pick. My pick gets worse, but at least I get Jalen Waddle. And Meatloaf did not say one out of three ain't bad. He said two out of three ain't bad. And, and that's really what it came down to is like, I, I love Waddle, so I want to do this, but I just, I couldn't do it. So I rejected it. And then, and then we get an email trade completed in Trade Addicts 9. Jalen Waddle got sent to Tenacious D for Tenacious D's first round pick. Tenacious D, I don't know if you can hear him giggling, is Rocky. <laughs> Rocky's team is a very strong competitor in this league. So apparently when the 101 was not good enough, he went for the 110 to 112. And I cried because I should have been faster at being like, no, let me counter with one of the later firsts I have. And I did not do it. And he clearly would have accepted it. 
Yeah, and it's funny too. A little more context. The, the only reason I would not even have thought to send send this offer on my own. He actually in the in the the Cool Kids Club, the uh, Trade Addicts uh, Patreon chat. Uh, he said in passing, there's talking about. I think they were actually talking about someone else, and then he, he about trying to trade them, and it was difficult. And then he's like, I can't even get a, a late first for Jalen Waddle. So I was like, I have a late first. Let me send it for Jalen into, and he said NTA nine. And so I said, let me send it over. I sent it. I did not actually think he would accept it. I thought maybe I'd get a counter. He took it. I was like, okay, sounds good to me. So what do you think, Kenny? Would you send a late 23 first for Jalen Waddle? Yes. I would send all the first for Jalen Waddle. <laughs> and then we have Eric popping in. Fellow TA1, that's that's four of us right here. And yes. that's why I always complain about lack of counters. He's absolutely right. It was like, honestly, I. it's really like we do that, the DLF trade show, we do it on Wednesday afternoons. And I have tr- started to try to go out of my way to try and keep a trade in my inbox for us to talk about for that show. But we record that on noon, like, like during lunchtime. So like, we'll do it. I'll I'll hit accept or reject or counter with Addison while we're recording, like so that it's, like it's real. I'm really doing that. But the problem is, like I usually have to run back to work, and I have a terrible memory. Like I've always claimed this, my memory is terrible, and I forget about it. Or and like when I'm reading, because of course I can still read Group Me while I'm working, I see this conversation going on. I'm like, oh yeah, I probably could send one of those. Ah, crap. (laughs) So, you know, Eric is absolutely right. If you like the idea of what's coming to you, you just don't like the price, it is always worth sending a a counter. But on that note, that's the end of our show sheet. So that is the end of our show. Um, I don't really, like, I am, it is early, and I am still just gone. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, Kenny, why don't you... One last time for the road, let everyone know your Twitter handle and just say how honored and grateful you are just to be on the same airwaves as the Rocky <laughs> Bichella. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm Twitter handles at Dynasty Beach Boy, and it's just such a pleasure to be here. And you guys are awesome. I appreciate all that you guys do. Uh, just to be able to listen to the show for almost a year now and just to be a part of it. It's just incredible, and you guys are awesome. I am insanely grateful for your existence. I like it's, it's funny. Like I remember when I first started on Twitter, like I was afraid to interact with people, like reply to tweets, like completely not understanding in my brain. You tweet to get interactions. Yes. Like the point <laughs> of tweeting is for someone to like it and to reply. And like beyond me to ever just randomly DM someone to ask them, even just a trade question, even though like that's what I was trying to get people to do to me because I will never treat me as nice as I treat other people. But like I have met so many awesome people through randomly just, hey, Russ, what do you think of this trade? I like that. Cool. Three days later. What do you think of this trade? Cool. (laughs) Three days later. Hey, man, how's it going? Cool. I'm good. How are you? Great. (laughs) And then like five sentences later. Oh, yeah, I came here to ask you about a trade. And, and then, like, Kenny and I talk all the freaking time now, and it really just started with him asking me a trade question. Like, this, like I've said it over and over again. This is what I love about fantasy football. This is what I love about Dynasty Twitter. Like, legitimate friends, these people, and I just think it is cool as hell. So I'm so happy 
that you listened. I'm so happy you randomly DM'd me that day, and I'm happy you are here on this show, even though you're wearing so much Steelers crap. <laughs> but thank you. I hope you had a blast. I had a fun time, and our our stuff. We have stuff. Patreon.com slash Trade Addicts Pod. You could have been here with Jay to watch me do the hand thing, which I forget. The, oh, yeah. Like, hurts his way into the league. His path. His path. <laughs> where Jay was here to watch me do it. And then Eric bringing in the great point about, you know, why it makes sense to counter and just salt in my wounds that I didn't do it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Trade Addicts Pod. You could watch us as we record. And then the Cool Kids Club on GroupMe. Why are you letting me talk, Rocky? I can't do it. You need to start doing this. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too big to time for this. I'm going to have to do it next week. So I'm, this is all you. Oh, yeah, I'm on vacation next week. Um, <laughs> and then ffpodshirts.storeenvy.com. We still have all of the awesome DAP Network stuff. We still have all of the awesome SFB12 stuff. And the guys put together like a full-on NFL team, like the full league version in Scott Fishbowl style. So if even if it's not in SFB stuff, it is every single NFL team. Very awesome. Those guys are way better than I have ever been or will ever be. So ffpodshirts.storeenvy.com. Buy some awesome stuff for you because every single penny goes to charity, goes to uh, Fantasy Cares. So you get some awesome stuff. Kids will get some awesome stuff for the holidays and everybody wins. And I am going to stop talking now because this is going so poorly. And Rocky's still just watching the building burn down. He is just watching the train. Just <laughs> well, I was just going to say before you sign off here, like I just realized I didn't told you this yet, but actually next week uh, our guest is going to be the singer of that song. Should yes, I, just, I know. Should I, I just like, have him sing it? Oh, hell yeah, you should do that. <laughs> but, like, this is, I think, the third time in a row where I've missed a show and you've brought Zach on as the guest. <laughs> like, I'm starting to think, like, you're trying to steal my friend away from me and I don't appreciate it. Or Zach secretly hates me and will only come on this show when I'm not on. So thank you for these spiraling thoughts I'm going to have while I cry myself to sleep, Rocky. Sorry, Russ. No, you're not. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank, Thank you for listening to the Great Addict Podcast. A member of the DLS family of podcasts. And a proud member in the Dicey Addict Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FS Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Attic Podcast. Poopy Pan. That is the best. <laughs> See ya.